0: hello and welcome to the five or five rock and metal podcast i am your host eric and this is episode nine alice in chains all right that was ninja ability with their song the cage and i'm very excited to be doing today's episode. On Alice in Chains um, because I've got my friend Sarah on the line and we're going to talk a little bit about Alice in Chains and then we're going to go ahead and rank the f- top five albums. So, so I first started hearing about Alice in Chains uh, by listening to the radio really back in like 1993, probably 1994, um, when they had the big songs on the radio, songs like "Man in the Box" and "Down in a Hole" and "Rooster" and stuff like that. And um, I just loved like the dark and gloomy an ominous feel of the band. They were a lot different. Lane's voice was so distinct. And, um, and, you know, they, they had such a unique sound too, because Lane Staley and Jerry Cantrell were, were two singers. And at the time, um, especially from bands of that era, bands like Nirvana and Pearl Jam and Soundgarden and stuff, you know, nobody was using two singers. So these guys went back and forth and harmonized and it was really, really cool. So, um, so yeah, that's how I found out about them, and uh, I, lo- I loved them ever since. And um, and Sarah, I'm sure you've got some type of, you know, same way, we're around the same age, so you probably, I assume, uh, learned about them and started hearing them around the same time as me.
1: Yes, I actually started um, getting into them back when, you know, I home and stuff and every time they were on mtv with their unplugged mm-hmm. performance I'd, I'd watch it with my dad he was big into the grunge scene back then his favorite bands were allison change probably his number one and then bush pearl jam so i kind of i grew up with that and allison change was just kind of always on whenever i was out with him and doing stuff it was just lane was like Big part of my childhood.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't blame you actually, and and it's funny because you say with your dad you learned about him, and and I learned about him on my own through the radio because I had parents that weren't really into this kind of music. But um, I remember a little bit later on when my mom first heard the song "Don't Follow" um, off of the Jars of Jar of Flies album, um, she actually loved that song. And she's a she plays the guitar. She plays acoustic guitar, and I remember I her at the time. Yeah, I remember her at the time. She just picked up her acoustic guitar and she started playing it, like just by ear. First, listened to "Don't Follow," and she's playing "Don't Follow" on the guitar, and I was like, "Oh my god, That's this is ridiculous. freaking awesome! This is unbelievable!" Yeah, so it was really cool. And um, so, yeah, I loved uh, I loved them ever since then. And then, um, and I've only seen Alice in Chains once. It was after Lane Staley died. Lane died in two thousand two. And uh I saw them on Halloween night actually in two thousand six, um, with the new singer who took over. Actually the new singer William Duvall, he took over in two thousand six, and that same year is the year I saw them. I saw them at Lupo's in in Providence, Rhode Island, which is crazy because you think of Allison Chains as this huge worldwide mega band and they're playing Lupo's that holds like what, fifteen hundred people or something. Yeah. And um, you know, but and even though like the top five albums I'm going to rank here by Allison Chains, none of the top five contain William Duvall because I'm never going to rank any of his stuff above Lane's stuff. But um, I do have got to give credit to William Duvall, because if it weren't for him taking over the lead singer of this band, I, I never would have gotten to see them live. And the live performance I saw was absolutely incredible, even though Lane wasn't there. So. Oh, man. So it was fantastic. So. Um, all right. So. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah. Go.
1: I was gonna say I unfortunately never I haven't listened to anything after Lane. Just I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's not it's not the same for me. I don't know. It's just him, his voice. Yeah, it's
0: yeah. No, I I agree. And um, you know, I heard a couple of songs. I think um, when when William Duval's version of Alice in Chains. Recorded their first album. I think it was called Black Gives Way to Blue. I think.
1: Mm, yeah. And yes. um,
0: I remember that like there was a single or two on that album that got some radio play, and it, it was okay. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't the same old thing. And
1: um, yeah, the feelings, like everything, it right. just must be so different.
0: Right. The feel of the band changed, and I, and I never I never bought anything past, um, Lane, Lane's yeah. death. So, um, all right. So with that, we're gonna go rank some uh, Alice in Chains albums. Here we go. Number five. So for album five, um, I've got Allison Chain's debut album, Facelift. Um, so, like I said, it was the first album from 1990. Um, there was one big radio hit that they had on the album, and that was "Man in the Box." Um, but you know, this album had a lot more than than just "Man in the Box." The album opens with the song "We Die Young," and I absolutely love that song. It's one of my favorite Allison Chain songs, and it, it was really uh, a great song about the times that whole genre and that whole that whole age when everyone was dying young um, you know drug overdoses and stuff so and that's what the song is about and then um, you know unfortunately so many of you know these guys and their peers did die young guys like Lane Staley and you know um, Kurt Cobain of course and and um, Chris Cornell so, um, so yeah, I actually think um, we die young is the best opening track to any Alice in Chains album um and uh and i was reading about it the other day and, and even jerry cantrell said to make their first album they they wanted to have a moody aura is the way he described it and definitely this whole album does and then it's not just we die young into man in the box the way the album moments but it's also got some great songs like love hate love and bleed the freak and um then the song i can't remember so it's a it's got a lot of really good songs so yeah for number five uh, from 1990 i've got facelift um did you uh, did you have this one, uh, Sarah? Because I know a lot of people didn't have this album.
1: I believe my dad. I, he must have had it because I think he did have like all of the cassette tapes yeah. with that had Lane, obviously. Right. Um, I I must have heard that one because, like I said, they were always kind of on. It's not one of my the ones I remember the most, but yeah. I definitely heard it
0: yeah so so yeah it's good even to this day and and uh, i hadn't listened to the album in a long time until these last few weeks when i really started preparing for this particular episode but um going back and listening to it it was uh it was really really good so if you if you haven't heard it in a long time definitely i recommend going back Uh and especially like the first half of the album where where it's we die young and man in the box and then songs like i said bleed the freak and love hate love and those songs so um highly recommend so yeah um debut album facelift number four so for number four the number four album i have for alice in chains is their mtv unplugged album from 1996 and um you know this this was the first time i was really introduced to allison chains i saw it on mtv for the first time i was absolutely blown away and up until this happened i really only i didn't even own any allison chains music yet i still was just a fan of their radio hits and at the time before i saw this mtv unplugged allison chains was a band that i liked and i and i really wanted to buy one of their albums but after seeing this it really transformed for me into a band that i loved and a band that i needed to buy every single one of their albums so it really changed everything for me and and why i loved it is because it was it was just like really dark and gloomy and candle lit, and it had such a cool aura cool, cool vibe and everything about it and lane's voice especially everything was just so sad about it um and and there were two songs in particular that I really, really remember that I had never heard before. And those two songs were Sludge Factory and Frogs. And, and I was like, man, Alice Chains isn't just like radio hits that I want to get. Like these two songs, Sludge Factory and Frogs, I've never heard before. They're not on the radio. And, and I need to own these songs. So, um, so the first piece of music I ever owned was actually the MTV Unplugged VHS tape. Um, so I went and bought that, and then later, of course, the album. And then that's how I started my collection of all the Alice in Chains music. So this, this was really a turning point for me from liking the band to loving the band. So, And I'm sure you have a pretty good story, too, about seeing this, because I know you just mentioned that you know you guys used to watch this any time it was on MTV.
1: Yeah, this one, it literally just kind of hooked me in. This one would probably have to be my favorite album from them. Just live like him singing live just everything the whole vibe it just enhances it so much more just Mm -hmm. in like nutshell one of your favorite songs too it's just that song is absolutely amazing live it's so oh man just the sadness emotions like everything with that whole album definitely my number one favorite probably one of my favorite albums of all time just
0: yeah. It's just amazing. And especially when you when you have a sad song like Nutshell and then you see Lane performing it live and not only yeah. live like in a concert setting, but live sitting there on a stool, um, singing it like surrounded by candles and it just and it just gives it such an added sense of emotion to that album and to that song. And um, you know, it was good. And I still think um, I mean this was one of the greatest live performances of all time. It was mm-hmm. it was one of the greatest, maybe the greatest acoustic performance of all time, not just by them but by any band ever. So Yeah,
1: I agree. You know, so
0: this this thing for me in ninety six really took everything to a new level. And this was of course done after all of Lane's studio albums had been recorded. Like this is really the last thing he did. Yeah. That turned into a you know, an album. So so yeah, so um, number four, MTV Unplugged from nineteen ninety six. Number three. So for album three, I have the self titled album from nineteen ninety five, um, with uh, famously the three legged dog on the cover. So um, this was the final album. Lane Staley was the singer of, and um, you know it's crazy to think that the uh, the duration of. Of him as the lead singer of the band, his first album in 1990, his final album in 1995. It's such a short period of time, and when you think of Alison Chains, you know Lane Staley's is the first person you think of, really. But he had such a short career uh, in a five-year span creating this music, and, and then that was it. So um, it's really, you know, crazy to think of in that respect. But uh, there were four big singles from this album, and those four singles were "Grind," uh, "Heaven Beside You," again and over now and uh on top of those songs my favorite song on the album was sludge factory and then you also had great songs like frogs and um and head creeps and brush away so this was a great album front to back and that's why i've got it number three and um and so what do you uh, remember about this album sarah uh,
1: i know again it's probably one of my favorite songs off there i always really like that song yeah um I was thinking about how crazy it is that basically he was like singing like the albums were basically with him for like a six year span, Yeah. but he created such a huge impression Mm -hmm. that it just, it completely just taken over the identity of the band and everything. And that's just how big his presence was. It's it's just amazing to me.
0: Yeah, it's true because, you know, like we mentioned earlier, William Duvall took over the singing in uh, 2006, but. You know, so 2006, and he's still currently the lead singer of Alice in Chains. So, I mean, he's been with the band way longer than Lane Staley was with the band, but, you know, never would anybody think of Alice in Chains and think of anything but Lane Staley. So that's, you know, that's it. So, um, all right. So, yeah, number three uh, from 1995, uh, self-titled album. Number two. So for number two, my second favorite Alice in Chains album is from 1992, and that's Dirt. And um, this was their most popular album. It was their best-selling album. It went four times platinum. It really catapulted Alice in Chains into the next level. And and you know they they probably had a lot of pressure on them too because you know they came out with their first album. They had a big hit in Man in the Box. And then you got to follow that up with something. And not only did these guys follow it up with something. I mean they had huge radio hits on this album the album opens with them bones which was a big radio hit and then you've got songs like down in a hole rooster and wood which really were three of their all-time biggest hits and then they've got other really really good songs on this album too like angry chair which i love and uh the song dirt and damn that river and they've got a lot of good songs and it's just got a really cool vibe to the whole album and it really set alice and chains off uh into the next stratosphere so Uh, So, yeah, Sarah, I'm sure your dad owned this one, too, and I'm sure you've heard it many, many times growing up.
1: Oh, yeah, this was, I think this was probably, like, his favorite album because this is the one I heard the most, especially with Rooster. Like, Mm -hmm. that song was just always on for me growing up. It's just one of the songs I probably heard the most in my life, and it's still probably one of my favorite songs. It's such a great song.
0: Yeah, Um, you know, and this album, too, is um, right after this album came out was kind of when you really started hearing them on the radio or I did anyway with Down in a Hole and Rooster specifically. Yeah. Those two albums probably got more radio play than anything. You know? You know.
1: Yeah. So. Down in a hole and everything. I that's another great song. Oh my God. Yeah, all these I'm getting so nostalgic right now. All yeah. the stuff I grew up
0: with. Right, exactly. You know, and um so yeah, I had so much Fun over the last week listening to all these albums because, of course, everybody remembers the singles because you've you heard them so much. But then it's it's those other little songs on the album, the, uh, the little nuances of the album that you don't really remember until you go back and hear them. And uh, like and,
1: Angry Chair, right? I love that one too. Angry
0: Chair, fantastic song is Angry Chair. So, exactly. So, mm-hmm. so um, yeah, great album and probably many people's favorite Alice and Chains albums, but there's one that I liked uh just a little bit better than than uh, this one so number two dirt number one so album number one my favorite alice and chains album of all time is jar of flies from 1994 and so technically this is an ep and um some cool stats about this one it was the first ep in music history to debut at number one on the billboard charts it's freaking awesome It's unbelievable And it went triple platinum And it was the first EP in music history To go triple platinum in the United States And the, the craziest stat about it Which I only found out about, about a week ago Was they First of all they self-produced this album There was no producer involved And they wrote and recorded the entire album In one week Which <sighs> one is, week. is Absolutely incredible Bands take years to produce an album and this these guys without a it's producer like
1: a South Park episode.
0: <laughs> right, I know, right? This is unbelievable. <laughs> they they did it in a week. So um so I mean you look at the track listing here, it opens with Rotten Apple, goes into Nutshell, which nutshell for me is my all-time favorite Allison Chain song. Um, and then it goes into I Stay Away, No Excuses. It's got an interlude called Whale and Wasp. Then into the single Don't Follow, and it finishes with Swing On This. So you got a seven-track album. One of them's an interlude. Five of them were huge radio hits, and they did the whole thing in a week. That's just unbelievable.
1: Oh, my God. I can't even that, – that blows my mind. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. In a nutshell, and I Stay Away. Mm-hmm. I Stay Away is such an amazing song. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love
0: that one so much. Yeah. And Yeah, and, and even though all these other albums had so many great hits, especially Dirt – um, you know, nothing for me is gonna top Jar of Flies. Even though, even still, it wasn't a, a full-length album, but for me, it was—it um, was the greatest thing they've ever done. So it just uh, the whole album just had like a sen- such a sense of sadness to it and despair almost. You know, I just—I just really, really loved it. So
1: definitely one of their best. Yeah,
0: if so, not the best, like yeah, you said. Yeah. So, so for me, the best and and nutshell tops the whole thing with thousand yes. chain Chainsong. So. Um, so, yeah, that that's it for the uh, ranking of the top five, uh, my favorite five, Alice in Chains albums. And, um, you know, th- thank you to Sarah for being my first ever guest. This was a lot of fun.
1: And thank you for having me on and yeah. having me be your first guest. This yeah. was super exciting and fun. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Added added a lot to the program. It was nice to not just sit here and talk to myself for the first time. So, Um, it was really cool and then uh, coming up shortly in the next couple of weeks, um, episode 10 on Godsmack. Thanks for listening.